When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What would you say to people who are thinking about quitting and saying, I'm just going full-fledged on my business right now, like, that's what I'm going to do? What would you say to them if they are, like, on the verge of doing that within the next few months? First, be honest with yourself. Because if you built for it, then do what you do. But if you're not built for it and you got a little bit of hesitation, I would rather you have a conversation with your job about aspirational shit and figure out how it makes sense, right? You know what I mean? Like sometimes we be a little bit too sneaky and I think jobs understand that times are changing. Yeah. And they understand like, you know, even executives like, you know, you could be a top executive at a company, but if you own 20 properties, that's another job. Yeah. Nobody's judging them. If you a CEO and own 20 properties, you own 100 rental properties, that's a whole job. You got a whole staff nobody judges that person you know what i mean so i think right now keep it as long as you can until the job becomes a problem until you start feeling like you can't do stuff you know what i mean it's the girl ceo show run it up always on the grind you already know what's up everything from dead in the life in the business covering it all like a boss come and get this it's the girl ceo show yeah Hey, Girl CEOs, welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. We are having a special guest today, and we're going to have a good time. I have a very good friend of mine here joining us, Marcus. Uh, Marcus is doing some amazing things in his field. We're going to talk a little bit about how far he's come and how you guys out there can learn from his blueprint and journey. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Marcus, and tell everyone who you are and a little bit about what you do. For sure. Um, Marcus Allen, co-founder of Broccoli City, um, graduate North Carolina A&T. Uh, I've known Ronnie for hella long, for like, shit, probably like 18, 17. Um, I had moved to D.C. and she was up here working. And we just we just met on some random shit, so it's good to be here on the podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, crazy thing is, he has seven, it's been 17 years. Yeah. I've known Marcus for 17 years. This was back when you was selling embroidering to like attorneys on yep. their suits. I worked at a law firm yep. at the yep. front desk, yep. and you was coming in there harassing my lawyers, Facts. trying to get them to buy stuff from Facts. me. All the black women lawyers. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, you've been hustling for a long time. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about how you got started with Rockley City. Uh, super random. I mean, honestly, um, my best friend said Broccoli City in a rap. I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, so that's where the name came from. Um, he ended up moving to L.A. after college, 
And this was like the start of all the streetwear companies, Crooks and Castles, Johnny Cupcakes, Azure, like that was like the start of all that. We like, yo, we gonna make our own joint and call it Broccoli City. So we started having these events to promote the clothes and the events end up just popping better. You know what I mean? So the events ended up being a situation where everybody came to the events to try to get free clothes, which was not really the plan. We weren't selling <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? So we, we just realized that it was like, oh, okay, it's not really the event. I mean, it's not really the clothes, it's the events, but the clothes is like a part of how we kind of got it out there. And so that was the start of it. it. Like It happened very randomly. We ended up doing the first, I guess, Broccoli City Festival. It was called Global Cooling, though, um, in 2010, downtown L.A. Wow. And then yeah. you guys just said, maybe we need to pivot from selling clothes. Yeah. And we're going to start throwing some parties and some events. For and, sure. And taking it to the next level. So yeah. tell me about the first event you all threw and how that actually went. Um, that shit was good. Downtown L.A. Um, all the clothes. So the concept was like it was like black sustainability. You know, what I mean, it was like urban Earth Day type of vibe. So we always had kind of an impact message to it. And so the first event was like an Earth Day celebration. It was called Global Cooling. Dom Kennedy, Kendrick Lamar, Pac Div, very LA lineup. But this was when this was when you know Kendrick was like a young bull. You know what I'm saying? Like. Okay. So he wasn't really, you know, what I mean? he wasn't really at it yet. Um, that was West Side of Love one, Dom Kennedy, which was really popping at the time, and so it was great. We did like a thousand people, um, and that was the start for real. And so, how did y'all come up with the funds to kind of like get these artists starting off? I mean, at that time, I mean, artists really wasn't making no money, so the risk wasn't crazy, right? I okay. mean, we probably put like you know fifteen thousand dollars or something in, it. so it wasn't like a big time risk at that time but obviously shortly thereafter the shit did get a little crazy with like you know trying to get artists and investors and all of that for sure and then you guys decided that we were just going we're gonna just do this every year yeah yeah nah but what it was though i had ended up moving to dc that was that was around that same time i came out here um i had changed jobs i got stopped doing that with the uh with the lawyers and ended up doing government contracting and this was like um like dc motherfuckers would know like you know, like shadow room times, oh, yeah, Josephine's were like club love. Yeah, yeah, like everything was like the weekday though. Like mm -hmm. you had to go out during the weekday, and so this was probably like two thousand nine, and so it was just crazy to me that like cats would go out Tuesday night, stay out till three in the morning, four in the morning, go hard, and then go to a government job and be there at nine in the morning and act like ain't shit happen and do that shit again the next day. You know what I'm saying? In L.A. They was doing the same thing, but nobody had no money. Got it. Everybody wanted to get in for free. Motherfuckers here had like good ass jobs. So I was like, nah, we need to do that shit here. And so 2013, we brought the concept, the DC Broccoli City Festival um, at the bullpen and Navy Yard. Love it. And you were like, we doing this, we going crazy with it. How long was it after starting Broccoli City that you decided like, I'm walking away from the government job? Because you played the government for quite a while on a Yeah, level. shit, nah, for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that you know what i'm saying my lifestyle is you know what i'm saying yeah, let's it, talk about yeah, that nah. because you know right now we are in social media time and everybody's kind of like quit your job fire your balls you know leave your, leave. Setting you up really all right well, tell me why you think that because anybody who ever say you're trying to buy a house anybody who ever bought a house know as an entrepreneur it's so much easier just to have a w9 like mm -hmm. even as an entrepreneur you got more money and cash the bank, for some reason, would rather have 
a corporate entity saying they paying you $10,000 a month. Like that's more value to a bank when you're trying to buy something. Yeah. So just having that is value. You know what I'm saying? Like just being able to get assets with ease is value. Do Especially if that, it's not like stressing you. Now, if it's stressing you, you're fucking up your business. That's something else. Though. So, do you think they have to play both? I mean, one, it depends on how much money you're making. Okay. And two, it depends on how tight your books is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your book's not tight, you better get a gig because yeah. they're going to play with you when you try to go get some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or unless you got a good accountant. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to the accountant. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, nah, like, that's especially like you talking about jumbo loans, like maybe smaller shit, but like you start getting into some shit, like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You know what I mean? And so I just think, to me, I set a number. I'm like, listen, I would like to have X number per month. Mm hmm. Why does it matter how you get to that number? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you did it 5,000 from OnlyFans, 3,000 from a job, 2,000 from some other shit, as long as you get to your number, you know what I mean? Like, why are you even caught up in that type of shit? That's my personal opinion. So you think that a lot of people are, like, quitting these jobs, firing their bosses? Oh, they lost in the sauce. Because they lost in the sauce and social yeah, media has to feel like... they lost in the sauce. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll be back. Give them 18 months. They'll be back. Because <laughs> entrepreneurship is really hard. This and then let's just is... talk about this healthcare. You know, healthcare is like. Just that. Just Especially that. you got some kids. Oh my goodness. Who are you telling? Like, like literally, it's, it's expensive out here. Shit is and a I always tell And people, don't let nobody actually get sick. Yeah. Like, God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, God forbid somebody actually gets sick. That, that shit is crazy. Yeah. So you were like. I'm playing my job and I'm doing this. How many years were you? I had that gig till shit, like right before COVID, like 18, <laughs> 19. Because so, I work from home. Nobody check in. I do what I want. You know, why would I quit that? Yeah. That sounds foolish to me. So you were co-owner Broccoli City. Yes. And y'all was selling like a, like yes. 30,000 yes. tickets to a concert. Yes. And everybody knew it. And I just gave everybody tickets. It wasn't, I wasn't hiding it no more. There was a time where I was, I was, I was concerned, like I was self-conscious about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then it got to a point where it's like, I'm on whole NBC. I'm on, I'm on the whole Washington Post. It's still going. Nigga, that's you. Like, you what is this? <laughs> it's still going to work. Yeah. I'm here. I need my direct deposit. Where's my W9 <laughs> at the end of the year? Like, let's file that tax. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And it worked out. hundred percent. Smartest thing you could have done. What would you say to people who are thinking about quitting and saying, I'm just going full-fledged on my business right now. Like, that's what I'm going to do. What would you say to them if they are, like, on the verge of doing that within the next few months? Mm -hmm. <laughs> First, be honest with yourself. Yeah. That's number one. Because if you built for it, then do what you do. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not built for it and you got a little bit of hesitation, I, I would rather you have a conversation with your job about aspirational shit and figure out how it makes sense, right? You know what I mean? Like sometimes we be a little bit too sneaky and I think jobs understand that times are changing. Yeah. And they understand like, you know, even executives like, you know, you could be a top executive at a company, but if you own 20 properties, that's another job. 
Yeah. Nobody's judging them. If you a CEO and own 20 properties, you own 100 rental properties, that's a whole job. You got a whole staff. Nobody judges that person. So I think you just got to have them conversations. You know what I'm saying? We can't be so, um, so scary. You know what I mean? Because everybody got little hustles. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you just got to be honest and be like, listen, I got this going on. On Thursdays and Fridays, I might need to leave early. He's going to say, I don't give a fuck. As long as you get my job, as long as you get your shit done, that's, that's all people care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think right now, keep it as long as you can until the job becomes a problem. Until you start feeling like you can't do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was it for you when you were like, this is it. I'm done. It's time to walk away. Um, They started hating. Oh. Yeah, they started hating. But it had gotten, you know what I mean? It had gotten out of hand at that point. <laughs> I mean, I had just taken it as far as it could go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To the point where, like, you know, they were starting to hire me for outside gigs. Like, yeah. that was the, I had gotten just too much strength into the organization. So it was just, you know. It just, yeah, it, it just, worked itself yeah, out. it worked itself out. So how long has the Broccoli City been up and running now? Uh, since 20, 2013, 10 years. 10 years. So yeah. what are some of the most valuable things that you've learned in business over the last 10 years? Um, partnerships is key. Building a brand. And you know, you're going to hate this. Just, you know, building a brand without your face on it. You know what I mean? I think um, it's changing, but I think I think that creates the opportunity for you to sell something. Okay. You know what I mean? When you got a brand that um, is not so connected to your personal being, people start to feel like that is something that they can own too. Sometimes like selling something is just the thought of somebody else having it themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having your face on it, people think like, well, I can't buy that because what happens if something happens to that person? Will the business be able to expand itself? And so like, you know, what we created was a scenario where, you know, we just promoters at the end of the day, we just promoters, curators, producers of events. But because there was no real face on it, you know, people saw value in it in a way like, oh, I can see where I can put inf influence, resources and make this bigger yeah. to say like, oh, I want to buy into that. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the that's like to me, I think that was the biggest difference than us and anybody else who've been promoting, doing shows, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, can you sell it, though? Is it a business? And you all recently sold some shares of your business. Yeah. Let's talk about that because yeah. I feel like, you know, in the black community, um, primarily when black people sell some of their business, all of their business, whatever the case may be, it is kind of frowned upon. Like, what is that? I don't know. I, I don't know. That shit is just the most hater shit ever. <laughs> I'm so Do like. Do you think it's because of lack of education? I don't know. Like. I mean, even as recent when when um, Coach and Peace sold part of QC, like a hundred M's, and you like, are you that selfish? <laughs> niggas is that selfish where niggas is mad. Like, just think about that. Like, listen, like they're mad that they sold some shit for a hundred million just so that they can say that it's owned by them alone. Yeah. The logic of that is so illogical that it don't even make no sense. Like, what they want them to do, just own it forever for no reason and just constantly just work hard and just, 
That shit just don't make no sense. Yeah. I don't know why that hater shit is like that, though. Yeah, I just think it like maybe it's the lack of education when it comes to doing know. raises. You know, we have people like Monique, who's like a friend of mine, who just, you know, went through that whole process with my organics and just it's like it automatically comes off as a negative thing. And meanwhile, like we're celebrating her. We're rooting for her because like she's building a legacy. But people really don't understand the raising and, mm-hmm. and the selling. Why do you think it's so important for black people to raise money and sell businesses? Because even when businesses lose in that situation, you still walk away with generational wealth. That's why be, people be serial entrepreneurs. Because if you, if you structure the deals right, even in the losses, company goes away, dissolves. They never talk about what the CEO walked away with. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, we work. Shit is basically gone. That nigga ate. That nigga probably made a hundred million. You make a hundred million on a loss, somebody mad at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what it's about for real, for real. Like, it's about building brands and selling brands. You know what I'm saying? If you can't sell it, then you build something that's a great business, but it's not a business that somebody else can see themselves owning and making money off of. Like, that's the key. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we talked about your consulting business. It's like when you do the coaching, like that's a business for you. Yeah. Holistic is a business to be sold and built. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like as long as you know what each of them are for, Mm -hmm. you good. You know what I'm saying? Like you good because as long as each of them are separate businesses, separate LLCs, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the win right there. You know what I mean? One of the things that I, I know is that the mindset is going to shift sooner when we start to get educated on the process of raising and what that really looks like and why people of other ethnicities are doing these rounds and these raises and selling and then starting these new companies. And I just feel like we are a little behind when For it sure. comes to that conversation. Um, Broccoli City is also transitioning to more of an educational platform as well. What are you all doing to educate African-American people um, when it comes to, you know, business, entrepreneurship, raising and selling? Um, you Honestly, like even from our own model and even what I spoke about on jobs, like we trying to even think about jobpreneurs, right? Okay. Because the thought around how do you leverage your job? Like how do you leverage your 401k? Like how do you leverage these things to build businesses in the process, right? Um how do you maintain your lifestyle? Because that's really what we're talking about. Like, how do you build a business and maintain some level of a lifestyle? Because, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, what can Ron say? You need to get your man a brick. Yeah. You need to feed your mans. Like, <laughs> when you're out trying to build a business and cats can tell your shit ain't right, cats can feel that on you. Like, your man's not eating. Yeah. Gee. That bag is from about six years ago. I don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? And not to say you got a floss, but activity breed activity. It costs money just to be places. Yeah. Just to go out, it costs you some money. The Uber costs some money. That little two drinks, that little appetizer, like just being active costs money. If you fucked up to just do the basics and you building your business, how you gonna build your business? I just, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's rough. That shit rough is stressful. Yeah. One thing that you it's guys stressful. do differently from everyone else is you guys are very intentional with strategic corporate partnership. Yeah. For and sure. I feel like you all were way ahead of, you know, the ball game 
when it came to corporate partnerships, how important is it for like these black owned businesses and small businesses to get when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. in front of these corporate companies and understand that there is some cultural capital out there waiting yeah. for them on the other side of it's things. The key. It's the same thing as um as the equity conversation. Like, cats like, oh, you got Amazon as a, as a sponsor. Niggas is, you know, they, they doing X, they doing Y. It's like, man, y'all tripping. Like, Amazon is too big to be playing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to do more deals with with bigger brands as a as a collective community just because that's the fastest way to like make your shit like exponentially faster you know what i'm saying like yeah. i just don't know other way you know you what i mean feel like people are working harder versus smarter by not for sure reaching out to these brands for sure honestly i don't think people know how much money the deals be worth I don't even think people have a context of like, you know, a one or two million dollar deal over four years. Like just knowing that you got that for three, four years locked in, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you they sending you the deliverables and that shit be like, oh, you gotta do six social posts. We need a, you know what I'm saying? We need this amount of paid advertisement. We need this type of space at the festival. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like the value is virtually nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you're not really buying nothing. And it's like, why would you not want that? Well, well tell us a little about, about that. Like, what was your first big deal where you were like, man, like, this is really happening? And how Toyota. Did you, how did you land it? Toyota. Um, I don't know how you landed it. I don't even remember. But they gave us 100000 That was probably like 20... That was 2016 with Future. Wow. Yep. It was like 80, 100,000. That was the first big deal. And all they had was like social media and they put, um, they had put Toyota Priuses out on the festival and people could like sit on them. It was like a ride and drive. They cut us a bag and I'm like, oh, this is the, this is, this it. is it. Because you got to think like you just add that into your books. You selling these tickets, but somebody just dropped 100,000 into your book. You like, what is this? Not many tickets a hundred thousand is and you selling for a hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're working hard to sell what? tickets. And yeah, then you just drop hard. a ticket. You like, oh, this is it's this over. Is it. It's over. Hey girl CEOs, this episode is brought to you by Holistic, your number one beauty and wellness brand for women who prioritize self-care, want it all, and prefer it deliver. Shop now at www.shopholistic.com. And if this is your first purchase, use code SELFCARE to get 15% off. 
And then how did that shift your direction for like your focus as far as getting those partnerships moving forward? Were y'all like going head on with yeah, it? Nah, it? It changed how we like produced it. It changed how we like shot it from a content perspective. It changed like the, the content and the data that we were collecting and paying attention to. Because sometimes you'd be gathering so much information, it'd be the shit they don't even care about. Yeah. You sending them all this shit, they like, man, all we need to know is X, Y, and Z. You like, What oh, are the things that you think that they're most concerned about? They want you to be able to tell them cleanly how they fit in. They're not, they're not going to come to you and be like, hey, we want to be there this way. Like They want you to tell them, hey, Amazon, we know you are um, focusing on building black, incubating black businesses on Amazon. We have a black marketplace that happens at Broccoli City Festival. We want you to come curate and we want you to educate these people how, how they can also be on Amazon. Oh, that's great. We love that. We love that. We can see how we can come in. Could we come when they're setting up and we can walk around and talk to them and show them about our service? Yes, you can do that. 100%. They'll be there all day from, from, <laughs> from 8 to 10. You can yeah. talk to them all day. But people don't even know that. I think that sometimes when they're sending the decks out, like you're waiting for the company to it's give you the play. Because it's a nigga like us on the other side. Yeah. We just got a job. So at the end of the day, unless somebody tell me exactly what it is, you think I'm going through this deck and really reading it. I'm looking at the pictures like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. My cousin probably went to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking at it word for word. Like, cats is skimming. Unless somebody say, oh, this, okay, this how it is. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. You got to make it easy for them. That's really the key. The deck's got to make it easy for them. You got to lay it up into the email and then the deck just support it. And you got to get on the phone with them. If they won't get on the phone or the Zoom with you, you can't do no business with them. Yeah, for sure. And you guys have had probably over a million plus in sponsorships. We do it. We try to do a million a year minimum. Wow. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Sponsorships. Yeah, no. Sponsorships. Sure. Stop stop playing small with these sponsorships. Facts. You know, another thing that I admire about Broccoli City, and not many people know this, is that you're partners in this business with your friends. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this because you know people say like you cannot do business for sure with your friends. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. I think we gotta figure out is it your friend or is it your homie you get money with? There's a difference. There's a complete difference. You and know people confuse the two. Facts. Because people will slap friend Facts. on anything that they Facts. are getting. Or you money. just been around somebody. Yeah. Like who been at you've been at jobs for five years, you leave, you talk to somebody, you've been doing lunch five years, Monday through Friday, every week. Yeah. You leave, you don't talk to the nigga for ten years after that. You that's see not your friend. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that's how I be. Like, that's how it be. Like, you don't really care about this person. You, you like, you have, like, you know, like, compassion, like, as a person. But when they not in your life because you're going to see them, like, you really don't care like that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, I'm really talking about a real friend. Like, I've known cuz since forever. You know what I mean? Like, our families did vacation at beaches and all kinds of stuff like that. So, that's really my homie. And so, we don't have no egos. You know what I mean? Like, we curse each other out. We go hard at each other. But it ain't, like... It ain't like no personal shit. It's just like, yo, you just a dumbass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just some dumbass shit. You know what I mean? Like if you can't call it as it is, it's like I'm not even comfortable. Like I gotta be able to say what I what I'm feeling. If it was something dumb, if you fucked it up, then you fucked it up. So y'all just straight out with each other. Yeah, cause niggas be fucking up. Yeah, niggas be fucking up, and I can't hold that shit in. 
So Fuck. how have y'all kept the glue together? By not let, by not holding it in, yeah. and just saying whatever it is at the time. Because we we know it ain't like that's what it be. It's like you sitting there like, damn, this nigga fucked it up, and then you quiet, don't want to say nothing. Now you, you just, just holding that. Him. You just gotta tell him. I got. I can't even wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> like. I can't wait a second. I got to. You know what I'm saying? You got to say that shit. You got B, to. I feel so, so sorry for But he the B. same way. He the B, same I way. I know. I know you be giving B a hard time. Fast, because he be fucking up. But that's my nigga, but he be fucking up. <laughs> so where do y'all look? Where are y'all taking Barkley City the next five years? Um, I think we're going to really lock in to Gen Z black women. Mm. You know what Tell I mean? Tell us why. Um, I think, I think that's, the, I think they the wave. I'm just gonna bet on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna bet on it. I just see, I feel like how culture is changing. I think how culture, how content creators, like if you really look at like how the content is being created, it may get big by somebody else, but it's like who's creating it? Like yeah. who's birthing this, the vibes of it? And I think it's black women, you know what I'm saying? So we locked in on under 30 black women all day. That's yeah. what we own. How integral has black women been to Broccoli City over the everything. last 10 years? They everything. They 65% of everything we do online, in person, ticket buyers, data, everything. So like everything we do in terms of how we curate the lineups, how we create the the designs, like everything is like with the thought of a black woman looking at it. Wow. And you all have a festival coming up? Yep. We got a festival coming up um, July 15th and 16th. Um, first time in the summer. You know what I mean? I'm be, excited about that. Me too. I think it's going to be very... It rained last time. And cold. It's cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was like the last straw. Yeah. So we in the summertime. I think it's going to be crazy. July 15th and 16th. Crazy lineup though. You know what I mean? Like Brent, Uzi, Jasmine, Ice Spice, Coco Jones, Glorilla, um, City Girls, Saucy Santana. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, we got some special shit coming too. So I'm happy about it. It's yeah. definitely going to be a vibe. How have y'all incorporated small black-owned businesses this year? For sure. So, I mean, we do probably 35 um, vendor spaces for small businesses every year. So we'll continue that on. Um, but we got such great partners who are going to come on and serve them as, you know what I mean, <laughs> incubators. Shout out to those partners when those announcements come. Um, but yeah, nah, like we, we just have we just happy to like add value to the small business community and leverage, you know, relationships that we have to, you know, feed into them and to pour into them. Yeah. To the young black boys who are out here like watching this or the young men mm -hmm. that are tuning in and watching this today, and they have a vision of doing events on you guys' level. You all have about, what, 15,000, 20,000 people coming out to your festivals. 30, well, but that's something else, though. You know what I mean? 30, 30, 30 a day. But that's, correction. Yeah. Um, 30,000 people showing up to a mm -hmm. festival. What would you say to the next generation of you know, festival planners that are thinking about doing something like this? Um, if you want to do festivals, you got to really love that shit. But let's just say events, because that shit, I don't wish that shit on nobody. To be <laughs> but um, just on the event side, I think, I think understanding that the key to doing events is doing a lot of them. And the only way you can do a lot of them is by having a good team. And you got to just know that and just trust that if you invest in your team, it will give you the capacity to do more shit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that's something that took me a while. We took on a lot of shit on our own shoulders, took on a whole lot of work that was unnecessary when I could have just paid somebody. Why do you think that black owned businesses, we try to do it all? Maybe it's because lack of funds. Yeah. I mean, it's probably definitely one lack of funds. Maybe a little bit of trust. Two is, is trust. Three is also we be a bit um, too controlling over not seeing something. It's not just about getting it done. It's about getting it done how we want to see it. And that's where the shit be a problem. Yeah. Because it's like, you might actually find out a new finesse. Like my daughter be telling me like she be doing math and shit. And she like, oh, no, that's a new hack you can do. It's a new hack you can do to get to that number. And I'm like, that shit is li like, that's whack that you're doing it like that. But whatever, like, yeah. how am I hate? Because you got the answer. You know, I don't know this way. Yeah. But you got the answer. So it is what it is. I think we got to be open to hacks. Yeah. One of the things that I'm also noticing that's a hack is that <laughs> <laughs> y'all are finally getting more active on social media. For sure. Now, I have been beating you over the head for like We just the last hired somebody, Ronnie. Fuck 15 it. 15 years. We just hired them. To do social. Y'all are like showing up. Yeah. Um, how how important is it now? Because at one point in time, you didn't feel like it was important. It's like, hey, we got thousands of people coming out. What do we need to focus on this for? What changed? Them sponsor deals. <laughs> I started. <laughs> they like, oh, if you had more so and so, like, it's like, all right. So it matters. Yeah, no, it matters. Yeah. It matters. And I think not just the numbers, though, but like how the content looks, how it's presented, um, you know, how a sponsor can see themselves in the grid and in the stories like that matters as well. So having a consistency that that people can follow gives them a like a pathway to kind of know how they fit in. And we didn't have consistency. It was like it was very like um, it was based on the things that we were producing. And so, like, okay, Broccoli City Festival is happening, then it looks like that. Then it's like, oh, it's Broccoli Con, then it looks like that. Yeah. Then it's like, you know what I mean? There was, there was no, nothing, there was no consistent curated content. For sure. There. For sure. So that's like, now our team is like, oh, okay, we got this coming. This is how we can fit it into the aesthetic. Okay, this is coming. So everything is like linear, not just yeah. like random shit. You know, at the beginning of the interview, you had made a comment about like building a brand without your face on For it. For sure. And for so long, you were just like not on social. You weren't putting yourself out there as like, you know, the co-founder of Broccoli City. Mm -hmm. um, why are you coming out of the shell now? Because uh, just because time's changing. And I just realized like at the end of the day, like in the midst of building all this shit, like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of an expert. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I don't build 20 festival sites. You know what I mean? Probably like 15 different locations. Like, it's not a lot of black people who who can honestly say they done built and fucked up some shit. You know what I mean? People done maybe made some cads, but like, you know, like, you don't really know how people flow in, in, in locations and like be really be able to assess that shit. And so it's like, yo, you know, at the end of the day, like, everybody else popping their shit. So I'm just going <laughs> to pop my shit too. You know what I mean? So you coming on out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to pop my shit, talk my shit a little bit. I learned a few things over the years, fucked up a lot of money. So might as well just share it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you all recently did a deal with Live Nation. Yeah. How did that feel? Uh, I mean, my man came up with the name of the shit in a rap. So it's like the fact that somebody want to buy that. Yeah. It's beautiful. That shit is beautiful. Yeah, Were nice you bag. nervous? Hell nah. 
Nah, I was anxious. Ready? Yeah. And how did that even come about? Um, 2020, right before the pandemic, um, we just had, we had a monster festival. It got canceled because of COVID. We had a monster festival. We had sold like 36,000. All the numbers were just like crazy. And that, that was just like, it was undeniable. It was like, oh, nah, these niggas is, they got some shit with them. Yeah. And it just became a thing where they started to realize that the talent community wanted to play the festival. So once like the talent started telling people like nah I don't want to do that I'd rather do this so people was turning down yeah bigger other deals. deals yeah and they were like no we we going to Broccoli City yeah because you gotta think all these other festivals is white people in the audience so I like, just imagine you Jasmine Sullivan I'm just saying as her as an example right you done made this incredible music you get booked at Lollapalooza and we know we love C three so this ain't no shot but like you get booked Lollapalooza you singing your songs that you done made about a black man I'm just saying that that may not be true either. But then you got all these white people in the audience. Yeah. So like, you know, as a, as a, as a creative, you want to see the music performed in front of what you think your fans are. But if you're in an arena, that's like 12,000. Where can I go and see 30,000 niggas like singing that shit back to front? You know what I mean? Yeah. Got called Broccoli City. You know what I'm saying? And that was a game changer. Yeah, that was, that was, that was key. That was one part. It was a lot of other little shit. The whole, you know, honestly, the George Floyd shit and all that shit, that shit helped too. Really? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Shit, y'all know what it is. Representation matter. They need, they need black people in a building. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, let's chop it up. What are we doing? Yeah. And, and how have you all also um, used Broccoli City to continue to just use your voices and amplify the voices of like unity and fighting against racism and things like that. Honestly, one through the content, two through like always just being connected to the community at the ground, at the ground level. Um, we don't do the big talks, but we stay localized in terms of our focus. You know what I mean? So, you know, through volunteerism, through, you know, being connected to local ANCs in the DC area and really staying connected to the community leaders, like, that's where we are. We try not to get too big in what we do, you know what I mean? And just try to keep our conversations local. Yeah. So this year, you all are about to host one of the biggest conferences. You got some crazy people coming mm -hmm. in. It's going to be a part of it. Um, five years from now, what do you guys want to be doing? Um, uh, we should be like a at least a $100 million brand. Um, we'll be doing content. We'll be doing live events, tours. We'll be doing stuff for kids, high school stuff. You know what I mean? Like, not just concert stuff, but just like activations, video game stuff, um, streaming kind of stuff. Moving but more into like technology and AI. Just all all fully aspects. You know what I mean? I don't even want to put a, put a pin on what it might be. You know what I mean? But definitely under 30 black women will be at the, the top of whatever it is that we're doing. Do you have a fear of AI? Um... It could get crazy. <laughs> it could get crazy. But I dare regulate that shit. Yeah. Yeah, they'll regulate it. All right. Thanks for being here today, Marcus. Tell everyone where they can check you and Broccoli City. For sure. So Broccoli City is at Broccoli City. And you can find me at Marco underscore Broccolini um, on everything. Actually, only IG. I'll let me. It's the girl CEO show. Run it up. Always on the grind. You already know what's up. Everything from dating and life in the business. Covering it all like a boss. Come and get this.
girl CEO show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.